official handbook of Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person looking like a default G.I. Joe toy, Jordan! How did you know I was that generic? So, so we today are going to be talking about someone called The Enforcer. The the Enforcer? Hmm. Yeah, not The Enforcers. Not The Enforcers, The Enforcer. Yes. Do you have any idea what The Enforcer is? Um, we're still in the Book of the Dead, right? Like, it's not update or anything like that? Yep, we're still, we're in the D's. Okay. Ooh, geez. Wait, the D's? Oh, wait, no, you you may have recorded. I, for a second there, I thought, no, no. like... <laughs> oh, by the way, a little bit of background. Uh, I recorded more of this stuff, like, this episode beforehand, but I messed up and uh, saved over the file. Yeah, I, I, for a second there, I thought you meant that his name was D-Enforcer for some reason. That's no, why no. I was... But no. Um, okay, well, you since you... I definitely, and especially with the name... It definitely sounds just like a regular, like, angry white dude, kind of like Punisher, ready to go around uh, tracking down criminals. But, uh... I mean, you're not too far off. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm wondering if he actually has, like, a uh, M14 machine gun or just a gun. And oh, no, like, no, when I say that you're not too far off, I mean you're, you're not too far off, you're making him too interesting. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so I guess he's just a guy in a suit. Yes, with a gun. <laughs> so just trying to be a bland hitman, or oh, oh wow, yeah, that's that. See, no, there's a a kind of thing about that that he's tr- like trying to be unnoticeable, and you know, and I guess in a weird way, I can I can get I can get behind that, but he's just basically like. In a b- complete blue uh, uh, bodysuit, so you can't really see anything other than his body. But he's also body got condom, like a yeah, but he's got like a tank top, uh, white tank top, and white shorts on it, a blue belt with like with two gun holsters on it, and like white gloves and boots. And then and... he's just got a, oh pirate boots. He's got pirate boots. <laughs> and I was just I forgot to mention he's just got the a white mask. That looks like just like a marble face. Like Yeah, it's like I wish it was in uh in a way to make him more anonymous. It isn't. Ugh, cause I mean like I could go for that. Like, you know, you're trying to be the anonymous hitman. Yeah, no. But no. No, huh? No. Uh. They just they they you know, mercenaries in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh so so his name. Uh, his real name is Charles L. Delonzi Jr. Now, mm. now the name Enforcer might be familiar to you if you listen to my Scourge episode. Yeah, I kind of remember he- hearing about him. Now, Scourge, being a very prolific character that we will end up talking about over and over again <laughs> during the Book of the Dead... Uh, because the error, error, era this was in. Uh, one of them, who was caught by Captain America, said that he was the brother of said. Oh yeah. Character, even though 
they did not have to, and he was killed the same issue. <laughs> By another person dressed up as the Scourge, also saying justice is served. <laughs> so, yes, you've, you've heard of this character. And it's tied to a character who is basically the the reason why we have most of the modern characters. Well, a lot of the characters we have in the Book of the Dead. Hmm. So, so Charles L. Delonzi Jr. Uh, is also a, a, a occupation was a student, later uh, professional criminal. Hmm. Uh, secret. His identity is secret, presumably now known publicly. Um, has a legal status of a U- United States citizen with a criminal record. And his other alias was Carson Collier Jr. Now, I could, I have to decide if I'm going to be doing Collier or Collier. Uh, Liar. I'm going to go hmm. Collier because it seems like it might be a French name. But he still kept the junior. Well... There's a reason for that. Okay. Um, his place of birth was San Jose, California. And his place of death was Los Angeles, California. Oh, not New York. Yeah. Well, this is this is a East Coast, I mean, a, a West Coast uh, person, which ah. means one of two things. Ghost Rider well, oh. person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because almost all the people who die in in the in the uh, West Coast are normally related to normally related to either Ghost Rider, Spider Woman, or one of the other like Werewolf by Night or hmm. the people who who were put into the spooky category early on. Because the West is spooky. Well, also because I don't know. I guess. New York was too crowded? I don't know. Had Did he fight Werewolf by Night, Spider-Woman, and Ghost Rider? Yes. Just like all of these <laughs> villains do. If they die on the West Coast. It's almost as if the people who created them in the 70s were just like, we need to move over somewhere and not have them all in New York. But yeah. Also, at this time, I think Daredevil would have been in San Francisco. Oh. Was because- well, no, though this was, Venom. Venom moved the uh, west in that like, was 90s. the nineties. Yeah, okay. Also, he isn't even mentioned in this book. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, I forgot it was so. It was, it was okay. Yeah. If he was mentioned, I don't remember his exact day, but if he was mentioned, he was such a small character. He wasn't even considered important at this time. Yeah. He is in the eighty-nine update with a quite an extensive background, though. So. Well, that's good. Also, if you hear my cat, he's demanding to be fed like an hour early, and I do not give in to Terrace, so you will hear him meow. You might also hear me just make loud noises close to him so he stops trying to bite me. So, uh, he he is single. His his known relatives is Charles L. Delonzi Sr., his father. Although I do think it would be pretty good if it was just if it if if the only known relatives was someone with a completely different name than him. <laughs> because you know, junior indicates that there's a senior, but what if there was no senior and that was also just another made up name? <laughs> Add some gravitas to your name. 
Yeah. Well, you put like Esquire or something after it. Pretend like you're a lawyer. Or the third, if you want to be really snooty. Yeah. But Junior is just like a little too like large adult son. <laughs> yeah. Like, it you know, really is. You put the second, you know, at that point. Like Junior's just like, here's my large adult son. Sometimes he can eat without me ta- telling him how to. Um so his group affiliation is the agent of the committee. That's, that's committee mm. with that's committee with a capital C. Yeah, I bet that's easy to find on the internet too. And um you know, it's kinda like the company with a capital yeah. C. Or them with a capital all the letters. Um mm, them at least I mean, in all capital letters is a little better, but still, no. still, no. it wasn't an acronym, I'm gonna right? Say no, if you're looking, if you're looking for something called uh, them, you're never going to find it, even in all capital letters. Yeah. So, but it wasn't an acronym, was it? No, it was okay. Called then that, then it's terrible. Then it's terrible if it's not an acronym. And also, it was a Nazi organization, so you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, oh, did I? I did the wrong one. Did I do the wrong one? No, I did the wrong one. Okay, so he first uh, showed up in Ghost Rider, issue number 22, in in February 1977. Nobody beats the Enforcer, and uh, there is Cover Peace Theater. Cover Peace Theater. Wait, when did he have this motorcycle? Um, I had a really long conversation the <laughs> other time we did this. I have no idea. Aww. This was during the, uh, was this the Tony Isabella age? Let me see. Uh, no. No, this was after the Tony Isabella age. Okay. So, a writer who I never associate with, uh, with Ghost Rider, Don Glutt. Okay. I do not associate with him at all. With Ghost Rider, huh. ever. So, I don't think he made that big of a splash. But, to set the scene, Ghost Rider has literally the least Ghost rider bike ever. And first off, it has a windshield. <laughs> Second off, there's no flaming wheels. It has a high back. And, like, like it looks like almost like a grandpa bike motorcycle. Yeah, it looks like a. It looks like it was made to be like a a chopper, kind of like with the metal pipes, but they're straight back and they are spewing fire. Well, well, no, no. Here's the thing, though. It looks like it's meant to be a chopper, but it looks like the lamest motorcycle you can have. Oh yeah, the back's terrible. It's just got a, a ride board or whatever that is that's over the back wheel. Like, like how is he? How is he supposed to put people on the back of his bicycle? Yeah, uh, I'm getting... uh, a motorbike. He can't. I'm but, guessing. I'm guessing that the at least in the cover, a little corner there, that that's what the front is. I mean, at least he tried and made a skull. No, kind of. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dignify that. All right. I'm not going to. It like they tried to make something that looked like a skull, but it looks very lame. It looks like a bug. Yeah, it's and like don't. Ghost Rider doesn't need something that could shatter in his face. That's why he doesn't have glass <laughs> on his Also, why does it get shattered? I... Also, no there's no like hellfire built into the bike. No. Which there's supposed to be a lot of. 
Like, there needs to be more flames incorporated into it. Oh, but, okay, but it's the, it's the ghost, it's Ghost Rider. It's Johnny, good old Johnny Blaze. Um, and he is jumping off of what looks like a dock or like a harbor type thing. Hmm. Um, to a boat that has a lot of people on there. Looks like a, probably like maybe a ferry or something like that. It yeah. Have a lot of, it has a lot of normal people looking, going around on the deck. Is that a coffin or deckhand with a gun, though, in behind the one gu- uh, enforcer there? I can't. Honestly, I can barely see it. So maybe. I don't know. Um, But yeah, he's jumping. And then the enforcer is kind of standing there, like, saying, what? <coughs> You're just another victim to me, punk. Nobody beats the enforcer. Wrong. People beat the enforcer. Yeah. He dies at one point of non-natural causes. So we do have uh we do this feels like it's part of the era where they were trying to make uh Ghost Rider more of a superhero type instead of like the supernatural type. Mm-hmm. He's he's slotted in nowadays. Well, yeah. I mean Robbie Reyes is a little different. But that's not Johnny Blaze we're talking about, or, or Danny Catch or yeah. or what all that stuff. But um but yeah, this feels very non-Ghost Rider. Especially the bike, I mean, yeah. The bike I mean, is so lame. Like, I'm supposed to look at a Ghost Rider bike and be like, hell yeah, I want that. And I don't. Like, I look at the, at the like, the 16-wheeler one of the, like, the trucker Ghost Rider had. And I'm just like, that's a really cool 6-wheeler, 16, 18-wheeler. Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is so lame looking. And let's, the cover you showed me here, it says, it says, now at last, the new Ghost Rider. Yeah, which is why it makes me think that it, this is during the uh, the, the superhero. That, yeah. And this was also right before he fought the Water Wizard. Like, literally, like, <laughs> the episode before he fought the Water Wizard. Is his bike on the cover of that one? Do we know if it was the same kind of bike that he has here? Like, when they did the the new new Ghost Rider, did they try to use this new bike? It looks like the same type of bike, but he has a different one on issue number twenty-five, which looks cooler. Hmm. Well, it looks more like a looks more like a dirt bike type thing, which I associate a little bit more with uh with Don, uh, with with Johnny Blaze uh, with his stunt writing stuff. It's like hmm. slimmer and more. Still no Hellfire wheels though. But but yeah, huh. like it's like they. Like they changed his bike, it looks like for very, very shortly. Yeah, it's like it looks like he's he's using that bike as well in uh, twenty, but that also looks like he's you know when he was in ten for oh wait no that's him with Deathstalker. See, I think that was just I just I think that's just the bike he had because it looks yeah. so lame though. Like, cool motorcycles looked good at that time. We had, like, Easy Rider and stuff like that, and Harley Davidson's and stuff. Yeah. Like, why did they make it so lame-looking? Ugh. I don't know. I just, I, I want, I want Rule of Cool with, uh, with Ghost Rider, and it's definitely not cool in this one. Also, you can tell, like, we're in the era where the lessening, uh, sway of the Comic Code, code Authority... Uh, not only because we have something that's related to Satan, but it also says the blazing action of our hell spawn hero battles his newest deadliest foe. 
they used hell on the cover. Ooh. I know, ooh. The associated hero with hell. So, let's talk about the Enforcer. Uh, well, he died in Iron Man one uh one ninety four, by the way. Which hmm. will figure. Which will. A Charles L. Delonzi Jr. was the only son of the head of Delonzi Studios, an independently owned backlot and soundstage where movies were once filmed and now primarily used for television production. Hmm. One of Delonzi uh, Delonzi Sr.'s longtime associate. Carl's, uh, well, Carson Coote Collier Sr., a former actor who has once directed uh, movie westerns and now directs television programs at Delonzi Studio. So he did know someone that was the Collier Sr. Yes, he did. Wait, um, did he call himself Collier Sr.? Like, did he actually have a son, Jr., that he. Been- we'll get to that. We'll okay. Get to that. Uh, Collier had a son named Carl, Carl, uh, Carlson Jr., who was the same age as Zelanzi's son, and who were t- schoolmates at Hollywood High School. Hoping to follow his father's footsteps, Delonzi Jr. I'm just going to probably call him Jr. for now on, because okay. Delonzi is, like, too much. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he enrolled in the, uh, UCLA uh, film school only to become heavily involved with dealing narcotics. Ooh. Which, which I feel is uh, judging a little bit too hard because sometimes people have extra uh, at uh, Ritalin or and stuff, and they need money. But you know, it's whatever. Uh, developing criminal contacts, uh, Junior dropped out of school to pursue a career in crime. Ooh, he's a bad boy. Even though he's probably should be rich because he has an active. Oh, like I mean, come on, dude. Your dad, your dad, is a person who does movies and TV shows in the seventies. Like he's <laughs> going to be rich. <laughs> but what, um, so, young Delancey contacted uh, agents of a foreign power who hired him to wreak devastation at the San Diego uh, naval yards. Using the money he was advanced, a junior hired an elderly scientist named Egots Goldman to create a bulletproof costume. Wearing this outfit, Delonzi was known as the Enforcer. And then he was uh, then he hired some a costumed criminal named Gladiator to steal a disintegration ray generator from the original Ill, who called uh, who who himself had it who stolen it. So, you know, the ill, who we talked about recently. You had a disintegration ray generator. It was and, stolen. And his suit was covered in goo. Yep. Because who wants to be holding someone who's sticky? No one. Because sticky people suck. The enforcer brought the uh, disintegration device to Goldman, who created a miniaturized version of it in the form of a medallion, which he could use as a weapon. Armed with a small, uh, smaller disintegrator, the Enforcer took over a local criminal organization, which gained control of Delonzi Studios after the elder Delonzi borrowed heavily from them. Oh, I bet you the Pride was mad about that. Uh, I bet, I bet. Uh, the Enforcer placed the plan to use Delonzi Studio to launder, which I do not understand why they have scarecrows around it, because he's literally laundering money. 
Um, ill-gotten money he accumulated through his empire he intended to build. Now, I have two things to say about that paragraph. First off, why not make a disintegrator gun? Um, because you want to, I guess, because if your costume, you look like you're cooler by using it as a medallion? No, okay, so f- here, here's here's my argument against that. You know why we have guns shaped the way they are and how, how we use them and aim them? Yeah, it helps e- focus the fire. It's easier to point at something if you're pointing at it with your finger. And your gun is basically an extension of your arm, which you can kind of point like your finger. That's the reason why people... That's the reason why spears are thrown the way they are, and like, like arrows and stuff. Like you're basically pointing your extremely dangerous finger at someone. The only thing I could say is that he was extremely confident in how he bared his chest. But here's the thing with medallions: they move around. Yep. Like, like it'd be different if it was like the unibeam thing that like Stark has, but like that's kind of like one of his like last ditch things he does when he's like being grabbed or like he's within really close proximity and he can't like point his repulsor <laughs> at them like he, like it's not like hey i'm going to because like because like you have to like bring your point of aim down to something that's not only moving but is like not like a really natural place to be like moving your body because like you can pivot your t- torso so many ways mm-hmm and like, I don't know. I just just make a gun, dude. Make a gun. There's a reason he why to, we stick with that design. He just had to be extra. Well, that's the thing. He's not like if he had to be extra, then make a costume that doesn't make you look like someone forgot to design it. Yeah, well, he's he's he he decided on certain themes, and he stuck with it to be extra on the wrong themes. Maybe I don't know. He made well, a lot of bad choices. Let's just go yeah. with that. Also, maybe he was laundering with scare quotes because, like, he he wanted the money to be illegal, so everyone thought he was laundering the money, but he just kept it the way it was. But they're not laundered at all. It's just it's literally the dirty money. Some of it still have the blood on it. But that's, that's the thing. Like, the only reason why you would have launder and scare quotes is because he's not laundering. Like, it's not like he's not at, like they just wanted everyone to think that it was. Like a a fake laundering scheme, like he was actually like gun running or or drug trading also, or something. And also, the idea of a, a movie studio laundering money for as for the mafia is also not a really far out there idea. Nope. Like that was happening in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, maybe that's why they have laundering because if they didn't put laundering, the <laughs> The the seventy studios connections would be a little bit mad at the comics. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you know, like how early, how how they early. complained when you, they used mafia in the comics lot and they had to do magia. Goldman further miniaturized the uh, disintegration ray to to a third version, which could be worn as a ring. That's a little better. Sure, I'm not sure. And they mentioned no, not how strong that disintegration ray is. Uh. Really? I don't know how the first one was. I'm going to assume it disintegrated. Wait, wasn't that what he was using on the cover? No, he was using an amulet on the cover. Comes oh. from his chest. 
Well, it didn't disintegrate. It just shattered his his windshield. Which is another issue I have. <laughs> uh, so, using this uh, version of the disintegrator and accompanied some of the members of his new criminal organization, the enforcer attacked San Diego Naval Naval Yard, only to be defeated by Ghost Rider. Wait, he's using an amulet on the cover, though. Hmm. Again, he made bad decisions. He had a ring and said he used the amulet. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, he miniaturized that one into a ring. Well, you can never have too many disintegration guns. Well, no, no, he had one disintegration thing that was miniaturized. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought he was like, he was using, like, looked at it and like, okay, I know how to make this smaller, and then made a cop like a no, copy smaller. No, 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 it says, he miniaturized the disintegration device. Okay. Not he made a miniaturized the disintegration plans or anything. Or like, or version or a miniature miniature version. No. Like okay. he did the device again. So like Huh. Okay. That's hmm. Yeah. The uh, the enforcer uh the enforcer escaped and hired a water wizard to kill the ghost rider. But the enforcer and the water wizard each failed his uh, each failed to kill the ghost rider. Who defeated them both? Uh, Ghost Rider then summoned the police to take custody of the Enforcer. Now, that's also why I think they might have was trying to make him more into a superhero type. Because Ghost Rider don't do that. No. But before the police arrived, the the Enforcer re- uh, revived and under the circumstances had yet been revealed. Hmm. His, his identity, I think, is what's missing yeah. from that sentence. Yeah, right? and then managed to manage to mislead the uh, authorities into believing that it was Carson Collier Jr. who was the enforcer. Hence, the young Collier was imprisoned by the enfor- for the enforcer's crime. The elder Delonzi, however, learned that his son was a real enforcer. Sounds like a real jerk-ass mood to do. Which seems par for course. Enforcer was hired by the committee, a group of corrupt Los Angeles businessmen, A.K.A. a group of businessmen? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, Los Angeles has, like, more corruption than other places, but, like... It's... They're they're businessmen. They're businessmen? Like, at least... They're... Even if they're not, like, actively being corrupt, they are at least withholding the value of... The value of their workers' labor. Mm-hmm. Excess labor. I mean, ex- excess labor, um, which is what capitalism is built on. Yep. The committee outfitted Enforcer with a set of specially modified automatic pistols to take place of his disintegration ring, which he no longer pre- uh, possessed due to circumstances yet to be revealed, aka they forgot about it. <laughs> his first assignment was to silence the writer Buck Callwan who was to expose the committee activity to the police. On this mission, the Enforcer clashed with Jack Russell, who is a werewolf. I love that sentence. (laughs) And the original Spider-Woman, who was a spider, mutated by Hydra, until issue 50 of her comic. Oh god, I forgot about that. (laughs) I just want them them to add... Who is a werewolf 
to just random sentences. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if uh, Sp- if that Spider Woman before issue fifty would get along with Spider Pig. I don't know. Like honestly, like Spider Pig feels like a like a very specifically like goofy nineties thing. And like yeah. Spider Woman for a very long time was very kind of grim. Yeah. Spider Woman defeated the Enforcer, who was sent to prison. To confuse the authorities, the Enforcer claimed to be Car- uh, Carson Collier Jr., and his deception was not exposed. A- at least until the Enforcer made his escape. Yeah, I mean, they don't know who was all in the prison still. At large again. At large again the Enforcer attempted a series of major thefts, but was finally defeated by both Spider-Man and Spider-Woman. The Enforcer, who was imprisoned, uh, but was soon at large again. But was soon at large again. However, uh, however, not the police have not yet been able to establish that uh, the Enforcer was not calling a junior... <laughs> <laughs> as as of yet unknown, nor what had become of the real Collier Jr. during this time. <laughs> the Enforcer hired criminal ga- by criminal gamblers to kill the champion motorcyclist, Flag Fargo. That's Flag with two Gs. I'll look him up right after this. Okay. The Enforcer ruined it, Fargo, but his victim uh, but his victim was not killed. After the the Enforcer committed a major theft. And soon afterwards, a ghost rider forced the Enforcer's getaway car off of the road into the water. However, the Enforcer escaped and survived. Hmm. So, like, you know, like pretty much every other sentence, like, oh, he was captured Turned, it, or, he he, or escaped. And then they threw him off something and it looked like he died, but he escaped. Flag Fargo. Okay, so looking up Flag Fargo, he showed up in Ghost Rider, and he appeared in six issues, and he was basically the rival of Johnny Blaze. Huh. Like stunt stuntman, uh, stunt show kind of person. Not. Yep. Yeah, not you know, not trying Wait, to kill. Did Blaze? Did Blaze go to like as like not just as Ghost Rider, but go there to? do stunt work on movies as a motorcycle or was he still with that circus kind of thing? Well, I mean, he's Southwest based for the most part for uh-huh. a long time anyway. So I'm not exactly sure who he would be with at this point, but this was a little bit before he was so heavily entwined with all the magic stuff in Marvel and he was mm-hmm. still doing stunt work and he probably was still turning into Ghost Rider at night. Hmm. Against his will. Against his will, yeah. Just at night, though. Like, he wasn't able to, like, turn it on and off. Yeah. Um, and this probably would have been before you had the whole ethos of, like, what the Spirit of Vengeance actually was. And not a renegade angel that wants to break into heaven. Well, that gets thrown <laughs> around as something that is either happening or not. Well, I mean, at the at the point they threw it in, Danny Ketch was not in a good mindset and was not. I think I don't think he was receiving proper help, so we can't be sure, right? Yeah, and also with Ghost Rider, like it wasn't really codified until like a uh, all the mythos around it wasn't really codified until like Jason Aaron. Ah, uh, okay. 
Because, like, beforehand, every time someone got a hold of it, they would throw something wacky into it. Hmm. Um, and I think Jason Aaron kind of boiled all the Ghost Rider history down to, like, this is what happened, this is what happened, and this is what happened. Yeah. And he also added, he also added Shoba Mirage, who was a, uh, ancient Ghost Rider who, um... He's Indian and rode on a giant flaming pachyderm. Oh, I remember so, that. Oh, that's so, so cool. So, I mean, yes. Um, so was it Aaron that also gave like the Baron Somdi looking guy? I honestly have not read that series in a while. Okay, so I wouldn't be able to say off the top of my head. This, uh, so finally on his way to fulfill a assignment to kill a criminal called the Termite. The Enforcer himself was murdered by being shot by the enigmatic Vigilante Scourge, who was disguised as a bag lady. And this is a real good picture. Oh, wait, I, I think it. I know which one you mean. Yeah, I love I love it when Scourge just walks up to someone and just does them real dirty before <laughs> shooting them. It is yeah. so great. Like, I've gotten, I've gotten so many just like real, just real crappy ways to get killed by a mysterious <laughs> person. And this one might be my favorite one. I think. No, I think Basculus might be my favorite one. Because he just kind of popped up out of a nap. And then Scourge was just like, yo, what's up? Just to serve. Bam. So, you know. And Death Adder was just shot in the in the back seat of a taxi. Right? Although, that- although Blue, Streak, Blue Streak was invited into a truck and then oh, got shot. Yeah, and he just like, oh, God. And like, Blue Streak was doing a perfectly victimless crime by... Uh, by like robbing armored trucks, like that is very victimless. Like the like, all that money would have been insured, like yeah. all of it. And he was, and he like, he wasn't even in like a high, tr- uh, like a high, like money transferring area. He was in Appalachia. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think, like, you know, you might as well just like it's better having him in the cities where he can hurt people. Uh, later, Captain America captured Scourge, who claimed to be the Enforcer's own younger brother. Scourge claimed to have killed the Enforcer in retaliation for the shame that the Enforcer had brought upon his family, and for the heartbreak his father had felt on learning the Enforcer's true identity. However, the Enforcer never had no brothers, yeah. and moreover, the Scourge uh, claimed that the Enforcer's father was a movie director, and as far as it is known, uh Delonte Sr. never directed films. It was speculated that Scourge was uh, Carson Collier Jr., who was a son of the movie director. Ooh. Senior. Um, you know, that, tr- w- that would make sense, because he got him in trouble so many times. Yeah, but there's no evidence of it in anything, and I really think they're just reaching for straws. Aww. I'm not joking. There's no evidence of it. Because like, cause that that would have at least made it a bit better. Like, because th- like normally when they say it is thought or it's been claimed or something, it's just because someone just put that in with no ties to anything else. Oh, most of the time, it's not known what what began to tell Captain America that he was the Enforcer's brother. However, the Scourge who claimed to be the Enforcer's brother himself was murdered by an unknown assailant. The Scourge, who said his exact same thing. Um, oh, complicating God. matters further. It was possible that there may have been more than one Scourge. That even the Scourge who claimed to Captain America to have been killed 
by uh, who killed the enforcer was not truly. The enforcer's murderer, hence uh, the facts around the enforcer's demise, remained clouded in mystery. A.K.A. they killed a D-list character because they needed to hype up this character who was big in Captain America. It also didn't die in Captain America. No. Died in Iron Man. I have to see if I can find the panel of that bag lady. Well, I have Wait. it. I have oh, okay. It here. I meant like uh, to put well, yeah. in with the with the uh, with the images on the side because because he looks dumb because he's in the trench coat and uh and yeah. a fedora, but like he still has this blue like cal and fa- <laughs> it's real dumb. It's real. He doesn't. He, he does like, a, He does it real dirty. It's like he just told the police that he, that uh, Collier went that way and put on and and then like while he was holding the hat down and the coat up and then ran the other way. Yeah. So um, he's five eleven, weighs one eighty, blue eyes. I mean, sorry, brown eyes, brown hair. He does a lot of exercise. No superhuman powers. Has all the things that all the assassins have. So weapon and training and yeah, that kind of stuff. You used to have a disintegrator ray, disintegration ray, but then they forgot it. Forgot it. So he left now it on he the just plane. has gums. Yep. <laughs> he left it on the, on the bus, like on its seat. Just like how uh, the guy who plays Finn left his uh, his Star <laughs> Rises to, uh, Skywalker script <laughs> at a party, <laughs> <laughs> and it was sold on eBay. <laughs> And Mark Ruffalo. And Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, what do you think of The Enforcer? Uh, it's just like they kept fumbling the ball. Like This, this feels... Yeah, like the thing he set up that one kid, you know, his friend. And like I said, like they threw it out at the end. If they actually had done something with that, that might have at least made it like a weird kind of thing for the whole scourge that they could have done. Uh, like, there's all kinds of stuff that they, you know, I thought, you know, with, like, the background and stuff, they might have been able to do, but they didn't. Yeah, it just, it just, he just feels like one of those characters that was kind of like, hey, this person did something important once, and he's kind of brought back over and over again. Um, and, like, you can do that with, like, D-list characters, like, mm. the power broker and, and, like, uh, Mollus, who, who made, like, who, like, like I can name like a lot of those like little D-list characters that pop mm-hmm. up every once in a while, uh, that aren't like super important, but they move the story along. Like he's one of those characters, but they didn't put any care into it. No. So. So yeah, but that's pretty much him. Um. Well, I do have one more question to ask you. Oh. Are they still dead? dead? Is he still dead? Mm, I'm gonna say Delancey's definitely dead. No, oh, yeah, he's still dead. He he wasn't important enough for the hood to uh to resurrect. To resurrect, yeah. <laughs> he's just a guy with a gun. Like, I mean, why why would you? And Although besides, he wasn't decent- even killed by a real scourge. Yeah, he was killed by a fake scourge. That's probably why, actually. <laughs> he was killed by a fake scourge. Okay, well, I think we're pretty much done, so let's do plugs. Okay, well, 
most of the time, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Dorimingu. That's D-O-R-I underscore M-I-G-U. I mostly retweet uh, friends' podcasts, let them know when they're coming out. I know I just recently spent like an hour, maybe an hour and a half talking with uh, some people about Veggie Tales and Buzzsaw Hand Jesus. So, you know, there's that. I uh, don't feel like doing my plugs, so I'm just not going to do them. Uh, I guess let's look at the pictures on Twitter and Instagram at Alphabet Flight. And uh, this has been... This has been... Uh, come on. Come on, Jesse. See, my cat is distracting me. Okay, so this has been Alphabet Flight and... Justice is served, but not by the one you think it is. Bye. Bye.